This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome back to Swans Cast Podcast. I'm joined this week by Leon Alid, so welcome back, lads. Hello, hello. Hello. Very uh we sound very upbeat, very happy about the recent um going goings on as a Swans fan. It's been a, it's been a good week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Football is back, unfortunately. Definition of good is uh very differently. Yeah. Well, um, other than football, what have you been up to then? How's your week been? It's too hot. Mm. I'm yeah, absolutely and struggling. And, and I'm Ill. Ill. Somehow got a cold in a heat wave. Well, yeah, we, we, I'm sure everyone can hear <clears throat> your suffering right now. And we'll wish you a speedy recovery on whatever illness has befallen you. Uh, I think it's Alid? chronic hay fever. Well, that's a bit unlucky, I no, guess. I, I agree with Lee. It's too hot. You've been gallivanting, haven't you? Yeah. Although as soon as it goes cold, we'll complain it's too cold. So no, I'm quite happy in the winter, to be honest. I like the winter, definitely. I'm I'm quite happy sitting here in more layers rather than yeah, not being able to take anything else off. I mean, always have this argument with people. They say like, "Would you rather the winter or the summer?" Winter a hundred times. I've got my PC to heat my room, so I guess yeah. I'm quite happy. Having my dose of sun when I go on holiday, where I can just do nothing and chill, and then when I come back, it can cool down a bit again. You know, it shouldn't just, be like abroad temperatures in the UK. I, I don't like it. It's just the like the inconsistency of it. It's yeah. Just it yeah. does my head in. I don't mind having a tidy summer because I don't want to have like winter all the time. But it's like we're raining last week, and now it's now it's a heat wave, and then it'll be like. I haven't rained for ages of it. Just, uh, they're on about drugs and like there's no water left in the UK, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah drugs, because I'm sure we won't get any more. Yeah, but it, we obviously uh, will get the water back. It's just like yeah. the reservoirs are empty and then they. <coughs> yeah. The one I passed is really low. No, yeah, it is, a, it is a thing. It's a legit concern. 
like we have record temperatures this year but um 20 degrees in the summer i'm happy consistent yeah. 20 22 whatever um but they need to go higher than that in the uk it's uh it's a sign of how bad the football is when we're talking about the weather <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah. Let's, let's um Football. before we do as always don't forget to subscribe to the channel i'm trying to get to 500 and when we do we're going to give away one of the kits uh probably actually just choose whoever wins can choose which one they want uh, but we're going to do a giveaway of 500 so help us get there by clicking the big red button down the bottom of the screen down down there somewhere below alid and yeah help us grow to 500 also like the video if you enjoy what we're talking about and let us know in the comments if you agree with what we're saying or give us your views on what's gone on so far this season for the swans under russell martin do you think it's the time to go yet or are we jumping too soon maybe because uh, there's uh, been a lot more online so let us know in the comments speaking of uh, the kits before we get on to it i was convinced that the orange kit was nice and now that i've actually seen it in the flesh i think it's awful <clears throat> It's, it's really important to go to the shop and see them in Hot person. Take. I think it's awful. I in the pictures. I thought oh, I'm definitely getting the orange one, and now I went to the shop and seen it in person. <laughs> so it looks awful. Is it that bad? It's just I don't know. I think it's the because the old Gulfoil kit was quite nice. I like, but I think it was because the orange wasn't so bright, and it's like bright orange, and the blue is bright blue. It just looks like it looks really cheap. I think it doesn't look. It looks like a but dark it seems orange, to be. Uh, Dark yeah, it seems to have sold quite well. I was going to say it seems to be the most popular one because literally everybody was wearing them. Um, is it as bright as the first Premier League away kit we had? Yeah, it's kind of it is like that. It is that bright. Yeah, mm-hmm. with I've got blue. that somewhere, and I don't really like it to be honest. <laughs> I don't know no. why I've got it. Um, I forget it was the first one we went up, wasn't it? Yeah, I got the home and away one in the first. <clears throat> but the 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 black one in person, I think, is the one. I think it's really nice. Yeah. Wasn't that first done it in the pictures? And I think that one's the, the nicest one. It was. Don't know why nice I remember that. But... <clears throat> Even the dark purple one was nice the other couple of seasons ago. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well, let's mm. make a start then. We're going to kind of change the format. We're going to, um, obviously, I guess in the past we've always gone through the games, and we're still going to talk about the games and the the key points. But rather than going, you know, through a minute by minute or like looking at. The timeline of what happens we're going to approach it on a weekly basis if it's one game or two games it depends how it falls and do like a three-word review of the game or of the week and then discuss in detail how you got to that conclusion i guess so whatever you're saying is like why are you saying that and then we'll talk about some of the key points in between so lee we'll go first with yours i know you've got a lot to say this week so what is your <laughs> three week three week three word week <coughs> review Okay, three words are excuses, worried, and who, with a question mark. <clears throat> Before we get into why he's saying this, you can let us know your three-word week reviews in the comments if you'd like, if you want to get involved in future videos, and maybe we can discuss some of those as well in the next couple of videos. But um, why are you going for that then, Lee? Uh, like, what's... what's... Where should we start? Yeah. <clears throat> right. I'll start off with why I'm worried. Because I remember the la- the end of the season, <clears throat> the end of last season when we were doing our end of season review and the last couple of games, I just said I thought we needed to see progress. I know he didn't have a pre-season. I know he, he 
drummed that into us all year. Oh, we didn't have preseason, and Flynn Downs was coming out. Oh, if we have a preseason, it's going to be scary and all this. Who's Flynn Downs? <laughs> but that was yeah. that was what was drilled into us all all last year. We didn't see any improvement. I don't think there was a little spell in the middle where we were good. The end of the season was awful, <clears throat> and I am worried because he's so stubborn with the way he plays the with the way he plays the game. His game management is awful. Nothing has changed there. Lou throwing away leads. I know we'll come on to the Oxford game, and it was it was a young team and whatever. <clears throat> but the, the the our ability to throw away leads now is a bit scary, and it's become like like an actual problem because it's not just one or two times now; it's happening a lot. Um, and I said his, his game management worries me because like Saturday, we have the ability now to go into a game where I think. We're either we we might win this game, but we could also lose five nil. Yeah. Like, do, do you know what I mean? And it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that because like the Blackburn game, we're two nil up, and he doesn't change the way he play. Or we don't have to change the way we play. Well, you do because you're two nil down at home, and it's not working. Do you want to talk about anything specific from the Blackburn game? Yeah, I just think it was, it was just so it was so flat. Like the the way they moved the ball, like fair enough. It just seems to me like, and this is. I'm not. I'm not saying like get rid of him or anything, um, but I am worried that we said he's hasn't got a lot of time this season. Based on what he's been saying, obviously last season, give me a preseason. I've had all year to work with these players now. Yeah, I don't think he's got long to show improvement. Yeah. And from what I've seen in the first couple of games, we haven't we haven't gone anywhere from last season, especially with the way we move the ball. I just think sometimes we move the ball and have possession for the sake of it just to have 80% possession and wait and wait for an opening. But there's a template to play against us now and it works nine times out of 10. Blackburn did it perfectly. You sit back and we are waiting for them to crack in defence, but teams are so well organised now. We're just passing for the sake of having the ball. And when you when you complete 50 passes, it's more likely that you'll have a pass score array than a defensive unit come out of shape. And that's what's happening. Like, Obviously, Fulton made the mistake for the first goal, and that's more that's more likely to happen than than a defence to get like disjointed because it's so easy. Yeah, no, I think I think you've hit a couple of good points there, and um, I do think two games like I'd want to have this come out the wrong way. I think we can't necessarily jump to a decision. Like a lot of people are saying, Martin out now after two games. Uh, no, because if you do jump to that now, it's like, well, you just gave him all this money to spend on all these players, and now you just two games in, you're going to like change. I mean, oh no, I don't you either decide you're going to give him the chance or you're not. So we've got to give him the chance. But as with you, I kind of defended him all year last year, saying like he needs the preseason, the fitness thing's a problem, the players, they're not fully there for his style yet he needs a couple more before you can start implementing it properly but it's not been a good start and it's not even just been a bad start like it's sorry like the results why is this there's a lot of other signs there that are not good and as like even his press conferences in a way oh, i think um yeah and i think yeah don't maybe jump to the questions of should he go yet but i i think the stage that we're at now is now there's pressure. Now he's oh, yeah. got pressure on him. Whereas, like, even start of the season, perhaps it wasn't pressure. It was just like start of the season. 
all of a sudden, these three games in, it's like, right, no, he's he's got to start showing in the next two or three games that something has, like, there is a little bit of progress, that we are going in a direction. Yeah. Um, you can give him the benefit of the doubt and say some of the new sign-ins are still gelling in, and they're in the areas that we had the issues, which is defence. So we had defensive issues, needing new personnel, they're gelling in. But that doesn't really solve the other end of the pitch, which is scoring, which you could argue last year we were doing more than what we have now. Like, Peru hasn't really had much of a sniff as he can't get him in the game. Um, no, did a little bit better with it, perhaps, against Oxford, but then you'd expect that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, and I'm not, I'm not saying to get rid of him, because that's why I put one of my words was who. I think there's there's no one really out there now that you could come in and replace him. And I think it's ridiculous to call for his head now. But that's why I just put worried, because we came into the season with so much hope with everything that was said. And yeah. the first couple of games have arguably been worse than last year. Yeah. <clears throat> now, it could turn around. Maybe we go to Blackpool and win Saturday, and then all of a sudden things look better. But like you said, and that's why I put worried, I haven't seen those signs yet. I haven't seen anything that says it is going to get better. And you, the, you touched on the press conference. His, his post-match interview last night against Oxford, I thought it was awful. Did you watch it in the end? <clears throat> yeah, it was, all, it was terrible. He basically threw all the young players under the bus. Oh, they were awful. They were terrible. Oh, you know, basically saying they weren't ready to play, basically. Well, why are you putting on the pitch then? Do you think he was, I thought he was also referring to maybe in the champ. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And, um... One or two of the others, but it wasn't great. I don't it? know. He threw all the players under the bus. Not once yesterday did he say, like, you know, oh, you know, I made a mistake. He said, oh, the substitutes were planned, so we went with it. Okay, well, your plan didn't work then. Not once did he hold his hand up, and I just thought the body language is a bit off as well. Sometimes Normally, he's plan, quite upbeat. Like, yeah, sometimes the plan changes. Like you two nil up, <clears throat> just just make sure you win. They were Should starting we to come into the game a bit more at that point. They were always going to have a spell after half time being 2 0 down where um, they were going to come at us. We had to weather that. I don't think you make four substitutes where you take off your four most experienced players in that no. moment. No, I agree. So, yeah, game management. What was the last word? Was it game management? No, it was uh, excuses. All right. Yeah. And I guess that's what you're into. Kind of like that. But, the, but also, the other one was a lot of people keep, every time we have a bad run of results, everybody refers to the owners or he's not being backed. Russell Martin's not being backed and he's backing. Yeah, I think he's been backed as much as any other manager in the championship. I was looking through the transfers again earlier. Nobody's spent money, nobody's buying tons of players. I know, like, every, I think everybody gets twitchy because Cardiff brought a lot of bodies in, but that's because they lost so many players because their contracts were up yeah, and they on were high wages. Yeah, exactly. They're all free trying. I think that's why people get twitchy. But if you think about the signings that Martin's made, well, say, oh, who's come in since he's taken over? You've got, like, he's brought in Fisher. That was his sign-in from MK Dons. He's brought in Soranola. That's his sign-in. Darlin is his sign-in. He wanted those players. So if, like, like Patterson. people, Patterson is his signing, and also he was given Obafemi and Pro. He signed Joe Allen in replacement for Downs. Fair enough, but I don't think he hasn't been back. I think he's got players there. Cham, Cham has come in since he's been there. I think he's got players. I think he's been given players to work with, and he's players that he wanted to work in. with. He had a lot of bodies <clears> in through <throat> the door in his three <throat> windows. Obviously, the first one's half. Um, 
I think I, I agree with you. He's been backed just so as I much don't as think... anyone. He's probably been backed as much as Kubo was backed. Um, yeah. Ultimately, and comparing to mm. Cardiff again, um, if you if he decides to spend the fee on on uh, Darlin and Wood, if Wood was a fee, I can't remember. Oh, Wood as well, yeah. Um, if, but most of the fee went on Darlin in this window. He decided yeah. to spend the fee on Darlin. Cardiff decided to spend their money on a bunch of free transfers. That's just what so that's gone in wages directly rather than a transfer fee. Yeah. Yeah, that's what so done, that's yeah. the difference. And I'm not saying either way is better. Like it's obviously it could be just as hard to bed 15 new players in, which is what they're trying to do. But they're trying to change their complete philosophy to stop playing hoofball. That's that's what they're doing this season. Um so just don't it's not a comparable situation. Um yeah. I think Martin has he strengthened in defense primarily, which is what he wanted to do as well. So Again, back to what I said, maybe two games is too quick to... Um, you might not see all the problems in defence sorted after two games, same as like the back pass thing in pre-season. There was obviously another back pass error against Oxford, but that came from uh, one of the youngsters. I mean, a lot of people jump on Bender for that, though, which maybe we'll discuss that later. I'm not quite sure it's fully his fault, personally. But um, actually, let's just discuss it now. Have you both seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. What's your reckon, Alan? Yeah. Have you seen it? I can't really call. I just know it was a back pass, and then does Bender come? Bender comes up, and he gets closed down, doesn't he? Well, the back pass is not to Bender. That's why the back pass yeah. is like ahead of him, so Bender's going to run onto it. But the guy's already in process of closing it off. So, um, look, you can say Bender should do better where he's aiming. But he's put under unnecessary pressure for me in the first place. But then, you know, you. It's from one of the youngsters making his debut. He's trying to play the way he's asked to play with a passing football. And maybe that's a learning experience for him. But I guess that comes back to maybe not chucking him under the bus, like you like you said. I think it is the mistake. I can't remember. Is it Ab- Abdul Absalai or something is his name? Um, okay, I can't remember who did the back pass. Uh, sorry, Azim Abdullah. I think I've said it right. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, really. I don't even know if he's a right back normally. I'm sure I was reading. Yeah, he usually plays in in midfield. He's playing right wing back um, on his debut out of position. I, I have a bit of sympathy. Yeah, I just yeah, I do think uh, it's a poor back. It was a poor back pass, but also I think Bender can go another direction. I think he has time to play it somewhere else rather than kick it at the. Yeah, I think I'm not saying he's completely innocent, but nobody was questioning the pass was my issue. Oh no, no. And I think like that's just as much to blame because you are putting you are giving that question to the keeper and you're giving the opportunity to the attacker by the pass. Yeah, Bender should deal with it better, but it was a bit of a hospital ball. It still is a hospital ball, even if he didn't deal with it the best way. Yeah. Um but there we are. Uh, that that wasn't like what lost us the game ultimately. I mean, they were coming at us. Um, Alid, what's your three words if you got them? I want to say the dominant losers and just group that as one one thing. <laughs> I mean, you can ex- from that you can take. You want to say what? what I'm going at the dominant losers. Losers, yeah. Well, that is one. Yeah, that is three words. Yeah, I know. Right, I know so it is, about the, but uh, I, I haven't done it the same way as Lee. You know, yeah, exactly. I like I've it. just grouped all three words into one because <laughs> it's true. Well, that's fine. You don't have to do it as three individual points. You can do it as like a little sentence. Um, 
We've done three games. We've been, what, at least 70% possession in every game. I don't know what our, what's our overall shots in each game. I'm not sure. Um, They're not been Blackburn. Rotherham and Oxford <clears throat> were 10 or over. Blackburn was five. Oh, sorry, was eight. But I think there's also been a few. You mentioned Oberfermi and uh, Paroli. Um, yeah. And they've had some very good chances to net the ball quite a few times. Um, Oberfermi definitely, you're not. Yeah, oh, he missed that clear as day one in against Rotherham, didn't he? Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you if he scores that and you win the first game against Rotherham 2-1, maybe the whole season has changed. You just don't know, do you? It's, uh, it's, you, you get, like, momentum and confidence, I guess, is a big thing. And that's maybe where, if he can turn something round, he can start showing there is progress, but that's what he's got to do now. Like, it's, it's got to happen. I think you've got to get a win at Blackpool. Definitely. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you think it's a must-win already? I think, from mm. the maybe not from the perspective of the people who might sack him, but I think for the, from the perspective of the atmosphere around the fans, keeping the fans on board, I think it is. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think there'll be an absolute complete meltdown if they lose on Saturday. I've yeah. never seen so many people turned against him than I have this week. I, it was the it was the manner of the defeat though. That black the, the I genuinely think the Blackburn game was one of the worst games I've seen us play under Martin. It was that bad. I think that's where the anger is stemming from. Because the Rotherham game, I there wasn't there wasn't any murmurs of like, you know, oh it's rubbish, you know, it was kind of upbeat. It was oh, you know, if Obafemi scored, seemed to play well, Darling scored a good goal. It was not none of that. But that first home game, it was that bad. I think that's where the anger's coming from. And then to lose in that manner on Tuesday, I think just pushed up another level. Like I said, it's just like you're going in with a good bit of expectancy. First home game, sun was shining. We're going to play some lovely passing football, and it was it's tragic. Uh, I can't remember exactly which game, which goal it was. Maybe it was either the second or the third. Um, Ryan Manning was the one that gave the ball away in a. Just ridiculously stupid. Nothing new there. I called him out. I, I thought you might have spotted that. <laughs> I said it at the start of this season. I think that's why he's been dropped for Sorinola. And it's when he's taken him his first start to do another one. Do yeah. Know, you were there at the game. So remind me. I watched the highlights, but I've forgotten. So remind me what exactly. I think, I think it was the third goal, was it? It might have been. That's why it was one of them. It might have been the third I think one. it was the third goal. It was a bit of a loose pass. But. Uh... It was more than a yeah, but, pass. It was horrendous. Yeah, but this is this is this is the point I'm getting to. It's just passing for passing sake. If you're trying to make hundred passes, we're going nowhere. It's more chance of you messing up a pass, and that's what happened. Yeah. But you are right, though. Manning has had a couple. Has had a couple of them. He's just doing it all the time. Same last seen, season, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I've seen a couple of people pointing out on Twitter now, actually. But I've seen it for a long time, and he's just yeah. done it again. So he had a good game. I will. Off, yeah, I will have to say as well that. Like I know we've like sort of defended him quite a lot, but Fulton was good last night, but he was awful on Saturday. Yeah, 
I think he did it twice. I know they scored the first goal from his mistake, but he'd done it just before as well, where he gave away the ball and they yeah. were through. No, that's fair. He had a bad game. Yeah, I think he did a right against Rotherham as well. So hopefully, it's the yeah, he did. Yeah, um, he did. But yeah, I think he, one he did make right. up for it last night. Like he scored a free yeah. kick. So a lot yeah. of people are pointing out how long it's taken Matt Grimes to score a free kick and Fulton. Technically, a Fulton like top bins. Yeah, it was bottom bins, but oh, we're, trying to, we're trying to sell it as top bins. Um, <laughs> yeah, Fulton, it was a nice free kick to be fair. Um, yeah, and it was, he was just. It showed how instrumental he was yesterday after he got subbed off. Which, okay, he made the mistakes the other day, but yesterday, like, the team fell apart. Like, literally. Well, maybe they didn't fall apart, but they just didn't have anyone to cool it down. Yeah, the, this is this is the problem. I know they're young players, but I, I just... As soon as they went to one, I fully expect us to concede a second. I know the second goal was very lucky, but you just knew it was coming. Yeah, but the, the way second it is. goal was from... Um, <clears throat> He was Joe Cotterill gave a free a stupid free kick away on the edge of the box, which yeah. you don't do that in like the ninety second or ninety third minute, whatever it was. No, um, yeah. but then there's no one there controlling the youngsters and calming them down and trying to like get them through it. So I'm not criticizing the youngsters because everyone's going to make that mistake and they will again. No. Yeah, but where was the like Kabango was captain? I'm not sure that was the right call. Um, I'm not saying he's not going to be a future captain. But he's mm-hmm. young. He's still young himself, he's isn't he? Young. Like he's still, yeah. And he's, his first came back after injury. Um, but I've got a question for you. Who would you make well, captain? I would have given it to Felton. He yeah. captained the side last season at Brighton. Um, yeah, fair. Um, yeah. So I thought that was a bit weird from the start. But um, I guess he's looking at future, isn't he? And he's had a year to work with him now. So, Or maybe it was because of the pre-planned changes. He knew Felton was coming off and Kabango wasn't. Yeah, I thought maybe. It would have been a case of Felton comes off, gives the armband to Joe Allen or something. Yeah, can we, can we talk about that as well? He says, like, he always says, yeah. oh, the substitutions were planned. It's like, how how can you not like, manage a game as it's happening? You, you said that quite a lot as well, that there's substitutions are planned. <clears throat> so, that's what I said. Go on, Alan. Like Ferrari, do they have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G? Probably not. But. Um, because Ferrari still fuck up. But... <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna have to bleep that loop. But um, <laughs> I'm not. Uh... <laughs> um, no, Alan. I, I lost my trail of thought now. Maybe it's a case of they're they're two nil up. Let's just go with the pre-planned subs. Maybe it's a condition like you know if we're yeah, winning, well, I think, these yeah, are I the think subs it we do. Was that, but then you need to open your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like like and... it was the second half didn't start well. Um, which I guess you'd like. I said you'd expect it. Oxford are not just going to roll over. Like it's a third goal kills the game off. They just yeah. need to get. If they have a sniff again, one goal back is game on. So they're obviously going to give it some and try. You know they got nothing to lose. It's the cup. It's I was like a league game. Is it? It's a cup. I was surprised like, he made like so many changes, as many as he did. I expected like to see a few players like Cullen and a few fringe players. I didn't think he would completely overhaul the side. I thought he might just play like a couple of first team players in there and bring them off afterwards. Uh, so I wasn't too just surprised. To get Saturday out of the system. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't surprised with <clears> the starting lineup. But if he's playing that starting lineup, I thought there'd be more of them on the bench. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because if you look at the starting lineup, you've got like, I know obviously he's been injured, but Cabango, he's a first team player. Yeah. You've got Darling was there, Manning was there, Latipodia was there in the back. Played back four, by the way. Um, you got Felton in the middle, and then Soranola was on one of the wings. So really, it was only Callum Congreve, Ogbetta, um, Ollie Cooper, and Bender. So five that yeah. probably aren't going to be rotated in the first team at this point as much. I think maybe Congreve and um, Callum and Cooper, probably the three that raised their hand the most. Um, yeah. Callan, I can't see ousting the other two. He probably will keep his space on the bench as like to come on sometimes. But Congreve and Cooper, I think, definitely we should look at them a bit more. Um, but yeah, I wasn't so surprised at the starting lineup. But if you look at the bench, it's all youngsters, pretty much. Like, I know Joe Allen's there as experience because it's not going to make sense what I say when you see Joe Allen, but he's been crocked for however long and it's his first game back at the club. Why? Who's coming yeah. on off the bench to steady the ship? I get having youngsters on there to give them an opportunity if we're cruising, which is what, what often happens in the cup. But who on that bench is going to come and steady the ship? Nathan Wood, yeah, he's played in the first team a couple of games now, but he's young himself. He's a new sign-in still. Dan Williams didn't even get on because I think he's going to go on loan, but he's the one that you think in the midfield. He's played there before. He'd done well last season when he played in the cup. I thought he'd come on but he didn't. Apparently, he's going to go on loan, and that's the reason. Uh, Joe Cotterill obviously came on on the wing, but debut. Um, and Cham came on for Ryan Mann, who was playing left-back. So I'm guessing Ogbetta must have dropped back to left-back at that point. But And Cham is not like... If, if things are going sour, <laughs> and mm, Cham's not, not going to come into midfield and calm it down and control no. it. He's just isn't, he hasn't done that once since he's been here. He's been hit and miss. He's not the one you trust, so that's a bit of a weird one for me. Joe Allen, you know why he's there. First game, get a bit of minutes, whatever. Um, then you had Azim Abdullah, who apparently came on and played out of position again, like I said, another debut. Ben Lloyd and Joshua Thomas, who didn't get on the pitch. Why is there not like one or two more first teamers there? So when it is going a bit wrong, you can stay yeah. here. But, they, but you think they do that because that's the... Usually they do. They bring them on with other players on the pitch to gain the experience of playing with them. Yeah. Whereas we were under the cosh, he chucked them all off, and then just said, "Yeah, go on, hands, like finish it off." Yeah, the four while players we were under that the he cosh. took off. The four players he took off were Joe Latabodia, Harry Darling, Ryan Manning, and Jay Felton. Three of the back four, and one of the the guy that's probably like holding the midfield. Yeah, that's with that's not okay. You don't so. you don't take you don't take three of your back four off anyway. Uh, like in any game, I just, I just thought it was crazy. And then, and then you get surprised when all of a sudden your rhythm, your momentum is gone. Like, it's just, just madness. And I know, I know he didn't just straight swap them and he, he moved things around. Like, I think Soranola and Ogbetta probably dropped back a bit, or like, I don't really fully know what's done. But exactly, yeah, but exactly. That's that's just carnage, isn't it? Yeah, he's literally yeah, just chucked everybody just on and just playing them out of position completely. Yeah, theory. Yeah, and I think that's, the that's why when you win in as well. And yeah, just... that's why people were annoyed yesterday. The manner yeah. of the defeat, like they were playing well first half, two 0 up, great, good little cup run, come in, bit of confidence going into the weekend, and then twenty minutes to go, however long it was, just completely flipped the side on his head. That seems yeah. cra- seems crazy to me. 
because I think Concrete has started the game in central attack <laughs> field that he got moved up to the right before Cotterill came on. Um, yeah. yeah, crazy. I, I don't really know how we lost that game, but it's quite funny because obviously we lost the last time. And uh, Shelby was the one that that was his last game for the Swans. Yeah. Now there's rumours and Chams getting sniffed at, so maybe uh, maybe it's going to be in Cham this time. Yeah, well, you don't you don't even need to say anything else on Cham. I just I just don't know what he does anymore, to be honest. I just don't really know what he offers. Said this for ages. He doesn't do anything. He's got one. He's got one trick in him, or one. Fair enough. He scored like one good goal last year. Um, but apart from that, oh yeah, the one run down the wing against West Brom set up Rose goal. And apart yeah, from that, yeah, yeah, but like, it, what is he? Is he a centre midfielder? Is he a centre attack midfielder? Is he a winger? Um, because I, I just don't really know. There's never a situation where I really want him to come on more than someone else. No. Like, like the last two games, I'd rather the youngsters Cooper and Congreve come on, yeah, than him. A um, quick um, Google search at his time in Celtic for the four years: eighty-seven appearances and thirteen goals. Yeah, he's not a goal machine, but that's not necessarily what we thought he was going to do. I just don't know what he I'm does. Supposedly, he's a midfielder. Yeah, and yeah, but just... that could be. You know, that could be. I think he's. They, they did say when he came, the Celtic fans, he's got talent, but not necessarily going to show it to you all the time. I think he's more of an attacking midfielder, isn't he? He doesn't just he hasn't got that like play in the centre midfield. I think he wants to play attacking midfield is probably his best position. But I think like probably Patterson with Patterson and Perot playing there, he's not going to get a look in really. Yeah, well, I'll move on to my my three words. Um, to be honest, I'm going to have to change it because it's basically going to repeat everything we've spoken about already. <laughs> so originally it was pressure is building, which I think I've already said. I think we're in a situation where all of a sudden the pressure, mostly especially from the fan opinion, is well and truly <clears> there <throat> building. Uh, but we kind of hit the nail on the head on all that. So I'm going to say, going to change it slightly and say um, youth system continues because I think we definitely need to see more of Cameron Congreve and Ollie Cooper this season. Um Ollie Cooper especially yesterday had a sorry <laughs> I tried to mute <laughs> uh on Spotify or any other podcast service where you might have headphones in because Alex just sneezed on the microphone. I can only <laughs> apologize if there's damage to your drums are <laughs> um yeah, he had an especially good game in centre midfield yesterday, Ollie Cooper, and I'm happy to see that. Like he did really well. So obviously we're excited about Cameron Congreve and what he's had to offer. We've seen a bit more of him, but Cooper had a good year in Newport last year, and he's come and done a solid performance in the middle. And I'm wondering why. I'm wondering if like maybe that allows Cham to go. If maybe he can look at that and be like, he can cope with this level. He can get integrated into the team and he can definitely offer something but I would like to see more more of him especially I don't know if we will I think he's just so stubborn with the way he sets his team up and how he just like apart minus the game yesterday he's quite uh, reluctant with his subs yeah he's been on the bench and he for like all the games both of them have and this is what I mean I say how many times I say this to you last year like you know we're 2-0 down at home Chuck Liam Cullen on as well. Chuck, Chuck Congreve on. Chuck a few balls in the box. He seems to be quite lively. Yeah, 
just chuck them on, just do something different when you've been going nowhere for 70 minutes in a game. Give these young players a game, bring on Ollie Cooper, bring just do it. Because even if you concede the third, like we did anyway, you haven't lost anything. Yeah. That's just what I'd like to see. Just <laughs> Fresh legs are better than tired legs. <laughs> well, young legs are better as well, just because they want to come on and do something. You know, 2-0 down, they'll be coming on to try and make something happen. <clears throat> so the, the average squad age for the Oxford game, because you said he referred to the, the age, was 23.1. Not, it's not that young, is it? Oxford's was twenty four point seven. I mean, it's not that young. A year and a half less experience on average. It's, um, it's not as what like the way he was talking about it. He made out like it was a lot worse. But I think the I think the point is though, it, the experience got taken off, didn't it? So it yeah. wasn't a mix and match for the ninety yeah. minutes. It was kind of like all the experience and then yeah, none of the leave. experience. Yeah. Um, okay, we didn't discuss the Blackburn game in an awful lot of details. I just want to ask: Was there any positives from what you saw? No, nothing. Honestly, it was. I th- like I said, I think it was the worst game I've seen us play under Martin, and there's been some bad ones. Nothing at all. We had one, maybe one, or two chances, maybe where Perot gets a touch on and the keeper saves it. And then there's another one, like, second later, where Oberfemi's coming into the back post and nearly gets a foot on it. Um, Wasn't there one where Oberfemi had there and Latte was behind him in a better position as well? Yeah, that was in the first half. But, like, literally struggling to pick out where we created anything. No pace, nothing. Just, yeah. Need to get, need to draw a line under that one. Okay, so Latte Bodia <clears throat> playing right back, right wing back still. Why? <laughs> oh, right back against Oxford. It wasn't even right wing back. It was yeah, right I back. Don't, I, don't. I don't get it. And and we're sending Garrick out on loan. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Where is um? Got Garrick was know, even at the club. <laughs> Soren, the Sorenola. I thought he was a wing back. Yeah, he's a wing back, a winger. I think. Isn't... So. <laughs> I guess maybe it's not that simple, but why isn't he playing wing back at all times? Well, he played wing back in the first game, didn't he, on the left? And then he was subbed for Blackburn and he came on yeah. for Latavodia. So I'm guessing he went to right wing back? Yeah, but well, you'd yeah. think by that. Yeah. So he's played both sides and then he started against Oxford in the front three on the right. So, in other words, we don't what? know where he's the hell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you going to say where's Rashisha? Yeah, well, yeah, we've got a, we've got a natural wing back there. The youngster still doesn't even get into the... Another yeah, one I even... the... <laughs> I think last night, though, like, he, why wasn't he there last night? He's well, playing all these youngsters. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I... God knows. You had uh, Ogbeta, though, which I was surprised to see because I thought he was done. I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's going to, I think that was his last game. Yeah. Stayed on for 90 minutes. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to the, the Blackburn game. Uh, no positives at all. I think Felton had a bad game. Um, do you change anything then for Blackpool? Uh, well, I don't know if you can really. There's not really 
there's not really many like sort of personnel you can change you, unless you play Soranola on the right wing instead of Matt Bodier and start Manning on the other side. Apart from that, there's not many personnel changes you can do. It's just the way that they move the ball. If they're going to persist with this passing football, it's got to be, it's got to be quicker. It's got to be better because same thing is going to happen Saturday. They're going to sit behind the ball for ninety minutes and wait for us pace. to make a mistake. There's no pace, and nobody wants to take on a player like what you need. To, you need to make the mismatches and get in yeah. behind. And we get up there sometimes. Patterson will have a go, or you know, we're missing we're missing like a Led or a Christie. I think on the right. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, Led's available by all accounts. So um, I don't know how true this is, but Twitter saying that Martin basically has just said he doesn't want loan signings anymore, which is why we've only got one. And I mean. Overall, I agree with that principle, but if you can't get another sign-in and you've got options available to you on loan, we need some support. Yeah, definitely. Especially in that position. You can't, well, you're going to play a centre-back there all year. Well, I I was adamant going into the season that that wouldn't happen after the transfer window in the summer. Wouldn't be surprised if he starts there again on Saturday, to be honest. I, I, like, is he actually trying to morph Latavody into a right back? Like, he just doesn't have the natural like ability going forward. No, that that no. that's that's the only. That, to be fair, I don't feel a bit sorry for him because you know, like when they put Corey Smith there as well last season, he's solid. Well, actually, there was one game where Corey Smith played left wing back and like run the show. I can't remember which game that was. Yeah, but it's the same. Like when he used to play him there a couple of times. It's so hard to be naturally good at being a winger when you've played like centre midfield or centre back to be able to run down the wing and take players on. He's solid mm-hmm. and he's, he's tidy on the ball and he does well defensively, but he's just not going to take players on where you need him to in the in that part of the pitch. No, and that is a big problem at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, like I just every time I see it there, like because we're relying on it. That that's what gives us the width because Perot comes inside, <coughs> Patterson comes oh. inside. And there's no one else there, right? So if, if Latabodia is not naturally going to look at these gaps and try and get into them, like, you know, Led was raw talent in a, in a way, but he used to try and get into the penalty box and take people on. And he never won a penalty. He probably should have. But that's yeah, just yeah. him trying to take people on and get in behind. Um, yeah, you never see anyone do that. that right now. No. And even on the other side, like Manning, he does offer something perhaps a little bit more. He can cross the ball, I think, decently. Um, but again, he's not the quickest and he's not going to run in behind that much, I don't think. No. I mean, a one-two maybe, but not taking someone on. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, I'm not sure where we are as a squad right now and if we're actually better or worse than we were last year. Yeah, that's it. Well, I think from last year, we've only... Lost downs for Allen. Um, just not so not not the so bad. players there was in there is Wolf and <clears throat> Christie, Christie who haven't really been replaced. And that's where could, we're missing. You could go back further and ask mm. why Bidwell was let go. Oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that I was mean, a strange I'd one. Definitely take Bidwell over Manning. That I'm not saying one. necessarily there's a massive um, gulf between Bidwell and Manning, but. We're just in a weird situation with full-backs who wouldn't have to have both of them. But I also feel like Bidwell was... That entire conversation you just had, I feel like Bidwell did make an effort to take people on. 
even if he did no, lose the ball more than Manning. Running either, and he would put a tackle in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Luke has a a hatred for Ryan Manning. I don't have a hatred for him. I just point <laughs> out good. some of his mistakes, which people like to point out for other players. So I think yeah. it's fair, fair cop. I don't think I think he's quite a liability, and he often gives. I think if there was a chart, if we had a league table of how many player mistakes lead to goals, he's top. Probably, yeah. I think you're right. So I think that should be called out. Right? I know you're typing away that, Alex. I don't think you're going to find that league table. Uh, I'm going to try. <laughs> Um, we'll have to start our own tally. Yeah, all clear <laughs> out errors. Hang on, I might have yes, something well in that game, the Blackburn game. Oh, Hedges, yeah, Hedges got assist for the yeah. first goal. Um, yeah, he's the one that dispossesses Fulton his knee and, and the second back goal. Inside. Lovely. Oh, who just oh, does he play that ball for the second goal? Because that was an absolute peach, and that finish from Diaz was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that was Edges, a lovely goal. Edges got the assist for the second goal. <clears throat> that was a lovely goal. That was. That's one, right? He didn't really ever feature in our first interview, Ryan Hedges. It's 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 crazy how these players sometimes fall out of your academy to nothing, and then come back in a way like he's considered quite a good player. He started for Blackburn as a number ten, yeah, quite creative yeah. player, quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes players just need like a fresh start, maybe just a. Just a bit of a new scenery, new, new, new coaches. Just because yeah, I do find that happens quite a lot. That you know, yeah, players, teams get release players and then they come back sort of another time. And Guion Edwards as well, isn't it? I think he he's done quite similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Josh Sheehan doing all right as well in the yeah. lower leagues. I'm surprised he was with Newport for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, I think it was a Bolton now, is he? I'm not sure. He got he did get a transfer. <clears throat> um, and yeah, we did some memory Mondays this week as well. Alan Tate, obviously, uh, we did Renato Sanchez after talking about his move to PSG last week. But the main one, I think, um, was a good memory to look at was the Liam Shepherd, obviously, because he played in the last game at Oxford, uh, yeah. where we lost 3-1, 3-2, sorry. Uh, it was his only first team appearance, I believe. Um, and he's now at Newport as well. Or has he gone to Salford, maybe? Might have just moved think I'm not sure. but yeah he, he went down there and he's obviously playing as well i think he did right in that game actually considering but then i watched the highlights back the other day and he was kind of very rubbish for two of their goals so however <laughs> our first goal in that game was really good do you remember that one the montero yeah well i remember like, him scoring there's a little back heel to him oh that's it yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i remember that I, i'm not sure oh, i might have been going that same hairstyle and all that. They both started. They both started on that day. I think it was Emnes. Um, but yeah, that was a really good goal. But then, yeah, mm. Mac Grimes was in that team. Yeah, I felt them was on the bench. That and those are the only well. ones left. Yeah, I think I think actually is the only, the only ones left. Um, okay, let's look ahead to Blackpool before we finish up. Um, can you see? I know he's stubborn. I know he doesn't like making many changes, but surely he needs to look at something. He did make some changes actually for the Blackburn game. So Manning came in, didn't he? And then Cham came in for Patterson. Yeah, that was think... a strange one. Yeah. Mm. No, I think uh, I think Patterson starts again, unless he's at a niggle. And that's why I why he dropped him. I think he brought him on quite early. He brought him on in the fifty-second minute. 
yeah, so I think Pat, I think Patterson comes back in. Um, it'll be Fulton and Grimes. It'll, yeah, it'll be Fulton and Grimes, and it just depends whether he plays Latbodia right wing back and plays Soranola on the left, or plays Soranola right and man in left back. I think that's the only sort of positions that he'll that he'll tinker with. I think because I think Cabango probably won't start after playing 90. I don't think Joe Allen's ready to start a league game yet either, so I don't, yeah, I don't think it'd be any changes. No, he was quite poor, I think, last night, by all accounts. Um, <clears throat> but do you think any of the youngsters put their hands up then to maybe put themselves into contention? I don't know, well, I guess it's only Congreve and Cooper, like you said, I think they're the only ones that are really going to break into this team um, this year. I can't see anyone else. Making right, an appearance, Alid. Like you saw the miss from Oberfemi against Rotherham, and he's not really done did did great in yeah. I mean, either. does Cullen? Do you just bring Cullen in and like say, look, you're not guaranteed to start? Does that completely knock Oberfemi though? In in terms of confidence, taking him out of the team, does it? You know, at least he's getting into the positions and okay, like you know, it's not taking the chances, which is what we need. But is he still building confidence from? Yeah, but then why those poor should chances? he be loyal to players then, not performing just because he's scared of their confidence when you've got others yeah, on true. the bench waiting who aren't getting a chance? Do we in? Could we drop Oberfermi entirely? Play Perot there, and you know, bring in Patterson and I don't know. You, Leave Encham inside, maybe. I think I'd rather Oberfemi just carry on playing. <laughs> but he, but he has, exactly. but he has these options. He has these options. Like, <clears throat> all right, maybe put Perot up front and then bring. Congreve, I don't know. Bring Congreve on or something. I mean, I think one of you said this. You haven't really seen much of Perot, and I agree. I feel. I don't know. At some no, point last season. Yeah. yeah, we are true. seeing him. He's just he's gonna he has to come really really deep now to get his to get his uh, hands on yeah. the ball or feet on the ball. Do, we're not, what I mean is we're we not seeing him in a place where he can score a goal because he's not getting yeah. the ball. No. But if if we swap him with Obafemi and put someone else in that stays wide, I'm trying to think who that could be, Cullen maybe. But I just don't um, think he sets the team up for those positions to stay wide. He relies yeah, on the true. weak for it and. We've already discussed. We don't have doing Max. Yeah. They're kind of inside forwards. They are to complement whoever's playing in the middle. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think I'm just wondering how long does do the players who were in the first team have to not perform before he does change somewhat? Because you can't just keep kind of rewarding them for bad performances. And if you're serious about getting serious, like he's saying in his interview, sink or swim. You know, Callan did score a goal against Oxford. Just, I'm not saying he has to be the long term, like stay in there, and he's going to be the answer to all the problems. But like Lee, do you think just taking up a Femi out, Callan's in? You performed. You haven't. I, I don't think. I don't think he will. I don't think he will yet. I mean, he could, and I'd like to see him bring Callan on. I think if he, you'll start with what he's had so far, and I think if like Obafemi's not performing again. He's got to bring Cullen on on like sixty minutes, seventy minutes, and be like, "Look, you're not, you haven't performed now in three games." Cullen scored a goal, put him on. 
just to keep people honest because you don't want to have like you said when people are just guaranteed to play every week yeah <clears throat> and that's that's obviously yeah. the criticism that he doesn't change much in a game where we're struggling so yeah. i just i'd like to see him do that like like the, you're not you're not doing anything in this game so um so obviously i've just i've just caught up with someone from a blackpool podcast a couple of interesting points for their team reese williams oh yeah i forgot about him goal <laughs> starting center back but he thinks he's started quite well for them so suits the system perhaps a bit better um one point that we should look to exploit their midfield three that's likely to start are all basically teenagers or very very young 20s um not much experience at all on loan i think one of them from man city one from liverpool or maybe not Liverpool, i can't remember but there's the oh, arsenal sorry arsenal it was um the young though the young not much experience and and he said they're quite technical and lightweight and can easily be pushed off the ball i was like probably not gonna have a problem then because we don't really do that we're doing that ourselves and then like grimes ain't gonna do it i mean felton maybe gets stuck in a bit but um that's what he was concerned about a little bit is getting overrunning midfield so i'd expect grimes to take control but we do that anyway don't we, we that we know we'll yeah. take control of the midfield um the other one that he said in terms of who's key player is is josh bowler who is their right winger uh, he yeah, said he played he well against us. Days. yeah yeah he played well against us last year up there yeah it's okay. quite a good game so he said that's their main threat, main source of goals. Only player who really thinks is going to create something for them. And he will dribble at anyone and just like most most of the time win the dribble. Which doesn't fill me with confidence because he's going to be up against um, Manning, likely. I think I might have said Latabodia in the preview, which my mistake, it wouldn't be Latabodia. It would be Manning or Soranola. Um not, I'm a bit nervous about that. If if he's going to be, you know, really yeah. good at dribbling and attacking, and that's where all the threats coming from, um, it's going to be a bit of a task, I think, over on the left hand side for us. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, it's a it's a bit of, it's a worrying one because I think it could you know we could we could easily turn up there and win three nil, and then we could also lose three nil. And just can you imagine? It just, just they would just be uproar if we got a good beat in. <clears throat> Another three nil is very damaging. Well, uh, yeah, I think, and I'll be interested to see what he's got to say after it because I just don't know what he can say. Like at that point, look, what's like, he going to blame? I don't know, but we we and this is no like um, you know, it's no disrespect to Blackpool, but we should be beating Blackpool. I think, like you said, so they've got loan players there and youngsters. Martin, the people saying Martin hasn't been backed. He's been backed more than clubs like Blackpool. So well, we've he's got quite a with their signings, but he, like the, the main main thing for Blackpool is the manager left quite late in the day in in preseason yeah. to go to be an assistant manager at Aston Villa. So they've got Michael oh, Appleton in now, yeah. and now they're only just starting to bring in players this transfer window. Because he's obviously had to go over there, adapt, and well, like us last year. Yeah, but a little bit more time than us last year, yes. to be fair. But um, that's where they are. So yeah, you, you're right. If we're in our second year and they are us last year, then we should win. 
Like you'd ex- you, you, you're fair to expect that. And you could look at the 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 betting on the relegation and Blackburn Blackburn Blackpool plummeted after the managerial change. So yeah. the fact that they've been tipped to go down now. Yeah. Um, a lot of people change their expectations of like a solid mid-table, upper-table finish to relegation after that. So they have had a tricky summer. Um, we should be exploiting at this stage of where we are, but yeah. we're not confident of that happening, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah, I have. Uh, I was just thinking. I did say draw for the first game, and I did fancy us to lose in the second game. So I'm on a. I'm on a roll. Right, the what's your third? Third one. I'm gonna say nil nil. He did say to me as well. He's like, either way, whatever happens, I'm sure one of our sets of fans is gonna come away a little bit happier. I was like, I don't know, it could be a nil nil, and we're both moaning about it at the end. I fancy a nil nil. <laughs> so, what do you reckon, Alid? I don't know. I heard Blackpool illuminations are nice this time of year. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a cracking weekend if uh, the weather stays like this. So. Yeah, Catherine, I'm not going. You need to say a score, Alid. I know. I'm just. I'm just thinking. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say he might turn it around. I'll go with a one 0 win just to. I don't know. I'll, I'll take that. Be I'll take promising. That I'm going to say one all. we're going to draw and people are still going to not be happy, um, yeah. which probably fair enough, but I think that's... But that's then a draw happen. away, you, generally speaking, Yeah, I don't know, maybe complain. they score like a 90-second minute equaliser or something and and we're crying about it. Yeah, like but those Oxford those did. those defeats... Sorry, go on. No, I was oh. just saying, like Oxford did, <laughs> those yeah. defeats absolutely suck, especially when you've grinded it out from like an early goal yeah yeah and then you conceded what, the what was you say, Lee, in terms of like the, i was gonna say like if you've goals. played well and it's one nil and you've lost and you've like conceded a late winner or you've lost like one nil and you've played really well you kind of think ah oh, that's just really annoying you don't really get annoyed with the performance you're just really like just really annoyed because you didn't yeah, win usually, the game usually but in a situation we are now where theme is not <clears> yeah that's what i'm happening. saying like normally that's okay but to throw away leads now and to you know, and to lose three nil or four nil or like five one. Sometimes we've lost. That's just you can't accept it. It's like we need to get the first goal. Sometimes we'll. Oh yeah. Won. Sometimes we won't. But if they get the first goal, we get drubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of how it works at the moment. That's kind of the thing. Um, anything else then before we head off? You yeah, said you wanted to I'll... talk about something. For me. Yeah, you said something about the match day experience. Oh yeah, I was going to say about that before. Before I say that, I was just going to say that we're in that position again now, where the fans get divided. Where like if you criticise Russell Martin, it's like, oh my god, you can't. Oh what, you can't say that. Oh my god, how can you criticise him? Oh never. Oh my god. But it's like no, you can criticise him because we're playing dog shit. So I think like criticism is fair. Um, but then other people then they just keep saying, oh, what are you on about? You can't criticise. Get behind the boys. Come on, woohoo. It's like, no, when we're absolutely awful, it's okay to criticise them. I've seen a lot less of that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, the thing I said, I said, like, we were never really Cooper out, were we? We were, like, fine with getting to the playoffs twice, even though it was disappointing not to go up. You know, we were happy to carry on. We were never Cooper out. Uh, We did acknowledge some of the football towards the end of his last season wasn't great. 
but we were never Cooper out. Um, and then also when he did go, and when you got Russell Martin, who's going to play his different style, we were always like, right, let's go and give him time and let's see what he can do. And I just want to say, like going back a year from now, because it would still be before Martin was appointed, um, so many people hated Cooper's style, wanted him gone, wanted the Swansea way, and they were all saying things like, uh, you know, we didn't even have to play the finish in the playoffs. We don't even need to win all the games. I would take less wins just to have better performances, more possessions, Swansea Bay. Now look at Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the cycle. And now yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, and just by crit and by you know, like by criticizing him, it's not saying you want him sacked. Because I'm not saying to sack him at all. I'm not saying that at all, but. I was criticising him last year for some things, and it hasn't improved. Mm. So, what's the match to experience <clears throat> you want to talk about? Oh, it wasn't really that much, but it was just um, five pound twenty a pint now in the stadium. Five pound twenty a pint in the stadium now for a flat yeah, pint. Well, inflation, mate. Oh, it's ridiculous, though. Five pound twenty. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was thinking of that the other day. Remember, I remember when like. I was 18, and it was kind of like 350 was the standard for a pint. So yeah. I think, and now then it was kind of like you know, four pound pints were a bit hard to stomach, but now like five seems. To, I think the five pound pint is going. I think you see more and more sixes now. Even in time. <clears throat> yeah, I think you just see a lot more. Well, you see a lot more 585s. Yeah, you're up someone else, though, aren't you? So you know, I can I can imagine you do. See yeah, but I just <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. The the five pound pint is going now. No, I do agree with you, but um, I think partly the pint problem, the price of the pint problem is like they were all closed for a long time in all the bars for COVID. Uh, they've probably got a lot of money paying back, so probably yeah, but gone up a little bit quicker than it should. On the on on the going back to the match day, though, what I meant was I was in the the I was going to the like Riverside Lounge, quite good, and it's four fifty a pint until half two. So that's not so bad, but. When you go down half time now, it's like they haven't got any food ready or any drinks ready. So you go down at half time and people queue and then they start making food and making beer. They should just be ready to go. But they just think they don't want to lose those like four pints if they gotta chuck them away. Was this just first game like being not not ready for it or I don't know. I was speaking to some uh, I was speaking to um a guy actually on the concourse. It was quite nice. He was uh, he was he was Scottish and he'd lived in Swansea for about eight years. I think he used to have a season ticket at Rangers, and he was absolutely fuming. Yeah, well, the food I had when I went down with Chris last year, sometime in the other chicken burger, where there's the mm. saddest piece of lettuce I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. You're not paying. Yeah, <coughs> sorry. sorry. You're not paying like. <laughs> yeah, the lettuce. I'm just allergic to the lettuce. But yeah, yeah it like you're paying like ten pound for a burger, and it's like. It's just crap. I saw though there was one club. I can't remember what club it was in the Premier League. It was charging like seven pound fifty. Oh, West Ham. Oh, was it West Ham? It was an absolute joke. It was like That's yeah, like seven. Stupid money. That's ridiculous. I They're mean, charging like seven pound for an alcohol-free beer. <laughs> That's it's crazy. Where's it going to stop? Like the money situation. Yeah, it's not casting itself. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, let's let's call it that. Cause I think <laughs> when if I go down that route, I'll be talking about the fact I couldn't watch the game yesterday and uh, the money side yeah. from there, or whatever. It just doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for both coming on to this very positive, very upbeat, um, not miserable at all episode. 
<laughs> Probably all seven, oh. I think. So, up this morning. Well, we haven't had anything to shout about yet, but uh, hopefully on the weekend yeah, we always do, always turn up on a Saturday. We hope. Let's hope the players do too. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, don't forget, as always, let us know in the comments below what you think. Give us your three-word week review for the Swans week um, and how you think things are going. Or your views on maybe Carl Joseph, who we didn't mention, and Jordan Garrick looking like they're heading out. Um, could we make use of them? And maybe some of the players that aren't performing here. Let us know in the comments. Give a like to the video if you enjoyed what you listened to and watched. And don't forget to subscribe, as always, to our YouTube channel. Um, we're trying to get to 500, and we're going to do a giveaway of a kit when we get there. So we really appreciate the support, and we shall see you in the next video. Bye. Cheerio. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the McDelivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering McDelivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.